0: Pigeons from Hell By Robert E. Howard Part 3 The Call of Zuvembi Both men sat rigid for a few moments after the pigeons had flown. "'Well, I've seen them at last,' muttered Buckner. "'Only the doomed see them, perhaps,' whispered Griswell. "'That tramp saw them.' "'Well, we'll see,' returned the southerner tranquilly as he climbed out of the car. But Griswell noticed him unconsciously hitch toward his scabbarded gun. The oaken door sagged on broken hinges.' Their feet echoed on the broken brick walk. The blind windows reflected the sunset in sheets of flame. As they came into the broad hall, Griswell saw the string of black marks that ran across the floor and into the chamber, marking the path of a dead man. Buckner had brought blankets out of the automobile. He spread them before the fireplace. I'll lie next to the door, he said. You lie where you did last night.' "'Shall we light a fire in the grate?' asked Griswell, dreading the thought of the blackness that would cloak the woods when the brief twilight had died. "'No, you've got a flashlight, and so have I. We'll lie here in the dark and see what happens. "'Can you use that gun I gave you?' "'I suppose so. I've never fired a revolver, but I know how it's done.' "'Well, leave the shooting to me, if possible.' "'The sheriff seated himself cross-legged on his blankets "'and emptied the cylinder of his big blue colt, "'inspecting each cartridge with a critical eye "'before he replaced it. "'Griswell prowled nervously back and forth, "'begrudging the slow fading of the light "'as a miser begrudges the waning of his gold. "'He leaned with one hand against the mantelpiece,' "'staring down into the dust-covered ashes. "'The fire that produced those ashes "'must have been built by Elizabeth Blassenville "'more than forty years before. "'The thought was depressing. Idly, he stirred the dusty ashes with his toe. "'Something came to view among the charred debris, "'a bit of paper, stained and yellow. "'Still idly he bent and drew it out of the ashes.' It was a notebook with mouldering cardboard backs. "'What have you found?' asked Buckner, squinting down the gleaming barrel of his gun. "'Nothing but an old notebook. "'Looks like a diary. "'The pages are covered with writing. "'But the ink is so faded "'and the paper is in such a state of decay, "'I can't tell much about it. "'How do you suppose it came in the fireplace "'without being burned up?' "'Thrown in long after the fire was out,' surmised Buckner, "'probably found and tossed in the fireplace "'by someone who was in here stealing furniture, "'likely someone who couldn't read. "'Griswell fluttered the crumbling leaves listlessly, "'straining his eyes in the fading light over the yellowed scrawls. "'Then he stiffened. "'Here's an entry that's legible. Listen!' "'He read.' I know someone is in the house besides me. I can hear someone prowling about at night when the sun has set and the pines are black outside. Often in the night I hear it fumbling at my door. Who is it? Is it one of my sisters? Is it Aunt Celia? If it is either of these, why does she steal so subtly about the house? Why does she tug at my door and glide away when I call to her? Shall I open the door and go out to her? No, no, I dare not. I am afraid. Oh God, what shall I do? I dare not stay here, but where am I to go? By God, ejaculated Buckner, that must be Elizabeth Blassenville's diary. Go on. "'I can't make out the rest of the page,' answered Griswell. "'But a few pages further on, I can make out some lines.' "'He read. "'Why did the negroes all run away when Aunt Celia disappeared? "'My sisters are dead. "'I know they are dead. "'I seem to sense that they died horribly, in fear and agony. "'But why? "'Why?' If someone murdered Aunt Celia, why should that person murder my poor sisters? They were always kind to the black people. Joan? He paused, scowling futilely. Piece of the page is torn out. Here's another entry, under another date. At least I judge it a date. Can't make it out for sure. The awful thing the old negress hinted at... She named Jacob Blount, and Joan, she would not speak plainly. Perhaps she feared to. Part of it gone here. Then, no, no, how can it be? She is dead, or gone away. Yet she was born and raised in the West Indies, and from hints she let fall in the past. I know she delved into the mysteries of the voodoo. I believe she even danced in one of their horrible ceremonies. How could she have been such a beast? And this, this horror, God can such things be? I do not know what to think. It is she who roams the house at night, who fumbles at my door, who whistles so weirdly and sweetly. No, I must be going mad. I stay here alone, I shall die as hideously as my sisters must have died. Of that I am convinced. The incoherent chronicle ended as abruptly as it had begun. Griswell was so engrossed in deciphering the scraps that he was not aware that darkness had stolen upon them, hardly aware that Buckner was holding his electric torch for him to read by. Waking from his abstraction, he started and darted a quick glance at the black hallway. What do you make of it? What well, I've suspected all the time, answered Buckner. That mulatto maid Joan turned Zuvembi to avenge herself on Miss Celia. Probably hated the whole family as much she did her mistress. she taken part in voodoo ceremonies on her native island until she was ripe. "'as old Jacob said. "'All she needed was the black brew. "'He supplied that. "'She killed Miss Celia and the three older girls, "'and would have gotten Elizabeth but for chance. "'She's been lurking in this old house all these years, "'like a snake in a ruin. "'But why would she murder a stranger? "'You heard what old Jacob said,' reminded Buckner. "'Azuvembi finds satisfaction in the slaughter of humans. "'She called Branner up the stair and split his head "'and stuck the hatchet in his hand "'and sent him downstairs to murder you. "'No court will ever believe that. "'But if we produce her body, "'that will be evidence enough to prove your innocence. "'My word will be taken that she murdered Branner. "'Jacob said Azuvembi could be killed. "'In reporting this affair, I don't have to be too accurate in detail.' "'She came and peered over the balustrade of the stair at us,' muttered Griswell. "'But why didn't we find her tracks on the stair?' "'Maybe you dreamed it. Maybe a Zuvembi can project her spirit. "'Hell, why try to rationalize something that's outside the bounds of rationality?' "'Let's begin our watch.' "'Don't turn out the light!' exclaimed Griswell involuntarily. "'Then he added, "'Of course, turn it out. "'We must be in the dark as—' "'He gagged a bit. "'As Branner and I were. "'But fear, like a physical sickness, "'assailed him when the room was plunged into darkness. "'He lay trembling, and his heart beat so heavily "'he felt as if he would suffocate.' The West Indies must be the plague spot of the world, muttered Buckner, a blur on his blankets. I've heard of zombies, never knew before what a Zuvembi was. Evidently some drug concocted by the voodoo men to induce madness in women. That doesn't explain other things, though. The hypnotic powers, the abnormal longevity, the ability to control corpses. "'No, Zuvembi can't merely be a mad woman. "'It's a monster, "'something more and less than a human being, "'created by the magic that spawns in black swamps and jungles. "'Well, we'll see.' His voice ceased, and in the silence, "'Griswell heard the pounding of his own heart. "'Outside in the black woods,' A wolf howled eerily, and owls hooted. Then silence fell again like a black fog. Griswell forced himself to lie still on his blankets. Time seemed at a standstill. He felt as if he were choking. The suspense was growing unendurable. The effort he made to control his crumbling nerves bathed his limbs in sweat. He clenched his teeth until his jaws ached and almost locked, and the nails of his fingers bit deeply into his palms. He did not know what he was expecting. The fiend would strike again, but how? Would it be a horrible sweet whistling, bare feet stealing down the creaking steps, or a sudden hatchet stroke in the dark? Would it choose him or Buckner? "'Was Buckner already dead?' "'He could see nothing in the darkness, "'but he heard the man's steady breathing. "'The southerner must have nerves of steel. "'Or was that Buckner breathing beside him, "'separated by a narrow strip of darkness? "'Had the fiend already struck in silence "'and taken the sheriff's place?' There to lie in ghoulish glee until it was ready to strike? A thousand hideous fancies assailed Griswell, tooth and claw. He began to feel he would go mad if he did not leap to his feet screaming and burst frenziedly out of that accursed house. Not even the fear of the gallows could keep him lying there in the darkness any longer. The rhythm of Buckner's breathing was suddenly broken, and Griswell felt as if a bucket of ice water had been poured over him. From somewhere above them rose a sound of weird, sweet whistling. Griswell's controls snapped, plunging his brain into darkness deeper than the physical blackness which engulfed him. There was a period of absolute blankness, in which a realisation of motion was his first sensation of awakening consciousness. He was running madly, stumbling over an incredibly rough road. All was darkness about him, and he ran blindly. Vaguely he realized that he must have bolted from the house and fled for perhaps miles before his overwrought brain began to function. He did not care. Dying on the gallows for a murder he never committed did not terrify him half as much as the thought of returning to that house of horror. He was overpowered by the urge to run, run, running as he was now, blindly, until he reached the end of his endurance. The mist was not yet fully lifted from his brain, but he was aware of a dull wonder that he could not see the stars through the black branches he wished vaguely that he could see where he was going he believed he must be climbing a hill and that was strange for he knew there were no hills within miles of the manor then above and ahead of him a dim glow began he scrambled toward it over ledge-like projections that were more and more taking on "'a disquieting symmetry. "'Then he was horror-stricken to realise "'that a sound was impacting on his ears, "'a weird mocking whistle. "'The sound swept the mists away. "'Why, what was this? "'Where was he? "'Awakening and realisation "'came like the stunning stroke of a butcher's maul. "'He was not fleeing along a road "'or climbing a hill.' He was mounting a stair. He was still in Blassenville Manor, and he was climbing the stair. An inhuman scream burst from his lips. Above it, the mad whistling rose in a ghoulish piping of demoniac triumph. He tried to stop, to turn back, even to fling himself over the balustrade. His shrieking rang unbearably in his own ears but his willpower was shattered to bits. It did not exist. He had no will. He had dropped his flashlight, and he had forgotten the gun in his pocket. He could not command his own body. His legs, moving stiffly, worked like pieces of mechanism detached from his brain, obeying an outside will. Clumping methodically, they carried him shrieking up the stair, "'towards the witch-fire glow shimmering above him. "'Buckner!' he screamed. "'Buckner! Help! For God's sake!' "'His voice strangled in his throat. "'He had reached the upper landing. "'He was tottering down the hallway. "'The whistling sank and ceased, "'but its impulsion still drove him on. "'He could not see from what source the dim glow came.' "'It seemed to emanate from no central focus. "'But he saw a vague figure shambling toward him. "'It looked like a woman. "'But no human woman ever walked with that skulking gait. "'And no human woman ever had that face of horror, "'that leering yellow blur of lunacy.' "'He tried to shriek at the sight of that face.' "'at the glint of keen steel in the uplifted claw-like hand, "'but his tongue was frozen. "'Then something crashed deafeningly behind him. "'The shadows were split by a tongue of flame, "'which lit the hideous figure falling backward. "'Hard on the heels of the report rang an inhuman squawk. "'In the darkness that followed the flash, Griswell fell to his knees.' And covered his face with his hands, he did not hear Buckner's voice. The southerner's hand on his shoulder shook him out of his swoon. A light in his eyes blinded him. He blinked, shaded his eyes, looked up into Buckner's face, bending at the rim of the circle of light. The sheriff was pale. "Are you hurt? Godman, are you hurt? There's a butcher knife there on the floor. I'm not hurt, mumbled Griswell. You fired just in time. The fiend! Where is it? Where did it go? Listen. Somewhere in the house there sounded a sickening flopping and flapping, as of something that thrashed and struggled in its death convulsions. Jacob was right, said Buckner grimly. Laird can kill them. "'I hit her all right. Didn't dare use my flashlight. But there was enough light. When that whistling started, you almost walked over me getting out. I knew you were hypnotized, or whatever it is. I followed you up the stairs. I was right behind you, but crouching low so she wouldn't see me. And maybe get away again. I almost waited too long before I fired.' "'but the sight of her almost paralysed me. "'Look!' "'He flashed his light down the hall, "'and now it shone bright and clear, "'and it shone on an aperture gaping in the wall "'where no door had showed before. "'The secret panel Miss Elizabeth found,' Buckner snapped. "'Come on!' "'He ran across the hallway, "'and Griswell followed him dazedly, "'the flopping and thrashing, came from beyond that mysterious door, and now the sounds had ceased. The light revealed a narrow, tunnel-like corridor that evidently led through one of the thick walls. Buckner plunged into it without hesitation. Maybe it couldn't think like a human, he muttered, shining his light ahead of him. But it had sense enough to erase its tracks last night so he couldn't trail it. "'to that point in the wall, "'and maybe find the secret panel. "'There's a room ahead, "'the secret room of the Blassenvilles.' "'And Griswell cried out, "'My God, it's the windowless chamber I saw in my dream, "'with the three bodies hanging! "'Ah!' "'Buckner's light, playing about the circular chamber, "'became suddenly motionless. "'In that wide ring of light,' Three figures appeared, three dried, shriveled, mummy-like shapes, still clad in the mouldering garments of the last century. Their slippers were clear of the floor, as they hung by their withered necks from chains suspended from the ceiling. The three Blassenville sisters, muttered Buckner. Miss Elizabeth wasn't crazy after all. "'Look!' "'Griswell could hardly make his voice intelligible. "'There, over in the corner!' "'The light moved, halted. "'Was that thing a woman once?' whispered Griswell. "'God, look at the face, even in death. "'Look at those claw-like hands, "'with black talons like those of a beast. "'Yes, it was human, though,' "'Even the rags of an old ball-gown! "'Why should a mulatto maid wear such a dress, I wonder?' "'This has been her lair for over forty years,' muttered Buckner, "'brooding over the grinning, grisly thing, sprawled in the corner. "'This clears you, Griswell, a crazy woman with a hatchet. "'That's all the authorities need to know. "'God, what a revenge!' "'What a foul revenge! "'Yet what a bestial nature she must have had in the beginning "'to delve into voodoo as she must have done. "'The mulatto woman?' whispered Griswell, "'dimly sensing a horror that overshadowed all the rest of the terror. "'Buckner shook his head. "'We misunderstood old Jacob's maunderings "'and the things Miss Elizabeth wrote. "'She must have known.' but family pride sealed her lips. Griswell, I understand now. The mulatto woman had her revenge, but not as we supposed. She didn't drink the black brew old Jacob fixed for her. It was for somebody else, to be given secretly in her food or coffee, no doubt. Then Joan ran away, leaving the seeds of the hell she'd sowed to grow. "'That, that's not the mulatto woman?' whispered Griswell. "'When I saw her out there in the hallway, I knew she was no mulatto, "'and those distorted features still reflect a family likeness. "'I've seen her portrait, and I can't be mistaken. "'There lies the creature that was once Celia Blassenville.' This podcast was produced by Mr. Jim Moon with music from the Eldritch Light Orchestra. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review or a rating so other people can find it. If you really like the show, consider buying us a coffee at coffee.com slash hypnagoria or becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash hypnagoria where subscribers can get exclusive new shows every month and access the patreon only podcasting vault for more nonsense call into our site hypnagoria.com where you can find all manner of essays and articles on the weird and the wonderful plus my other podcasts plus links to youtube and all the usual social media gubbins This has been a Great Library of Dreams production.